Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bradley has a very important question uh, about all the people on Perv Corner. Uh, and uh, he's going to tell us what that question is on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. But first, Bradley, can you update us on what's going on at Eden Prairie Center? So uh, there have been reports of a firearm sighting at Eden Prairie Center. This was uh, about a half hour ago. I will say that the Eden Prairie Center then uh, communicated that they were in lockdown and evacuated them all. Uh, most recently, uh, the report or the tweet that I've seen says that, uh, according to Eden Prairie's police department, that the center has been cleared and the mall is reopening. A statement will be released soon on what actually happened. So um, at one point they were telling people to shelter in place and not enter the mall. Um, you want to just stay uh, t- stay tuned to you know local media to find out more. Um, but it sounds like whatever incident took place has now ended and they're just going about the business of getting everything reopened. So we'll just keep an eye on that yeah, and certainly. we'll and and, and we'll uh, keep you updated as a result as well. Okay, so my question is very simply this. And yes, Colleen, it has to do with the torrent of sexual assault and abuse stories that we've been talking about and uh, absorbing over the last few weeks and months. The question is simply this. Now what? What do we do now? So... Let me just back up a little bit and tell you what I mean by that. I woke up this morning, as I'm sure you did and many other people did, to just a whole spate of new stories of sexual assault and uh, allegations about abuse, including but not limited to the latest on Charlie Rose, which we uh, have talked about already. Our own Senator Al Franken, another person has come forward. There were some pictures uh, of of him with another woman that were, uh, you know, alleged to be inappropriate. Um, not only that, we have a, another member of Congress. Um, the list grows each and every day mm-hmm. of the people who are accused uh, to have engaged in behavior that is inappropriate. One of the leading reporters at the New York Times was just pulled off of the beat after allegations, uh, Glenn Thrush. And my question really is, what do we do now? And that's Mm -hmm. what I was thinking about on the way in this morning. So now what? Do we want, because we are going to hear more stories. This Mm -hmm. is not the end. I heard somebody say the other day, this is probably the beginning or at the end of the beginning, mm-hmm. but I guarantee you for weeks and months to come, perhaps even years, we are going to continue to hear stories like this, mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing. Honestly, it's a very good thing. But 
despite the fact that we know that's going to happen, what are we going to do about it? Like, what are the actual actionable action steps we need to take? Otherwise, my fear is that um, we're going to sit in this moment where all we do is listen to, you know, detailed account after detailed account. And frankly, most recently, like in the last few days, it appears that instead of the conversation moving from, oh, my God, to what do we do now? The conversation is moving from, oh, my God, to seriously, do you think we're overreacting? And that's where I don't want the conversation to go. I would much rather the conversation be steered back to okay, now we know these things. What can we do about them? Yeah. No, I think that that's a really good point. And and I will tell you, the same thing has troubled me in terms of, um, I think our, our hope had been early on that the conversation would go from, I cannot believe all of this, to what do we do? But instead it has kind of gone from, I cannot believe all of this to, I don't think we can believe all of this, which is unfortunate. And I think the exact wrong direction, I think, you know, uh, this might be a question that just doesn't have an answer. It's a big question, right? I think there are some actual answers. Well, and I do, what I was going to say is I do too. I think that there's a couple things that, that need to be addressed. One of them being um, the statute of limitations, right? Because, so many of these, um, so many of these can't be tried in a court of law because too much time has passed, and uh, you know that that certainly doesn't help create an atmosphere where people feel comfortable sharing their stories about times that they've felt victimized um, because nothing can be done about it, right? So then you go, well, nothing can be really be done about it, so I'm just not going to say anything. Meanwhile somebody's out there, you know, victimizing somebody else could be right. So I think that's one of the things that can be done. And I think they're actually before that even can be done. There needs to be a conversation about that because I think we're in a very unique place and it's very easy to sort of react to the most obvious thing. And when you talk about statute of limitations, we've been talking about that particularly since, you know, Bill Cosby, Cosby, because so many of the allegations occurred, you know, 10, 20, 30 years um, previous. And it was very, very few, maybe one or two, which actually occurred within the statute of limitations. I don't think that is necessarily that there might be an answer there. And I feel like people should investigate it, which is why we're asking the question, what do we do now? I'd much rather people be figuring that out versus are we really making more out of this than we need to? Is it a witch hunt? Blah, blah, blah. But uh, what I also am afraid of is that we'll have knee-jerk reactions to things. Because very sim- very often when a crisis happens, we react quickly mm-hmm. without thinking, right? Um, and what, I, what I'm afraid of is I would rather that a woman not have to wait 40 years to come forward with sexual assault allegations. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And occasionally that's going to happen. But I feel like that's going to change now that we are living in the environment that we're in. It's going to be less likely that things will go on for 10 and 20 years before people come forward, Mm -hmm. because that really, to me, seems like a symptom of where we used to be as a society where we just didn't even care as a general public about that kind of behavior. Mm -hmm. And that's what allowed it to continue and to go unaddressed for so long. But I also think things like, uh, for example, the non-disclosure agreements, that's the one thing that I keep hearing about over and over again, whether it's the Congress, whether it's, um, you know, particular celebrities, where men in positions of power have been able to maintain those positions of power solely because 
even in the face of actual evidence of criminal behavior, uh, they have not had to account for that publicly. And so get to essentially, you know, even if even if they admit wrongdoing, nobody else has to know about it. So they get to continue in those positions of power. And I really think like, you know, like as a member of this country, you have been paying your tax dollars to settle sexual assault lawsuits against members of Congress. Mm -hmm. And you're not even entitled to know who those people are. Right. And still you have to pay millions, literally tens of millions of dollars over the last decade. I mean, it's just shocking. So that to me seems like one very specific thing. Yeah, I mean, I th- and I think there's a lot of things. I think that there's a lot of things sort of, uh, you know, structurally in our country that need to be done, but also just interpersonally and the way that we raise uh, our children and the way Absolutely. that we treat, we tell our boys how to treat women um, and, we tr- and how to treat each other, frankly. And we teach girls how to have a voice. Yeah, so that's the other thing that I find to be really interesting is, because I I don't want to ever sound like I'm... I think the question continues to come up, why didn't these women speak out sooner? Why didn't these women speak out sooner? I can't know that. I can't know why. Each woman probably had her very own reason why. Some of it had to do with embarrassment. Some of it may have had to do with not feeling like she would be believed. Some of it may have had to... I, who knows? There are a lot of reasons. There's, a, your, there's hundreds point. of reasons. Um, and some of them may have to do with just sort of um, gritting your teeth and bearing it because I think all women have a story about times and ways that they've been treated inappropriately. Um, but I do think that that from every level, from our government all the way on down to just each person who's who's interacting on a day to day basis with with people, which is all of us, that we have to make a change one by one. I yeah. That's a good question. I think it's a conversation we need to keep keep having, Bradley. You know, what are we going to do now? So what now? I mean, honestly, otherwise, here's what's going to happen. We will continue to go from news cycle to news cycle, hearing these salacious stories, and we'll think, well, that doesn't apply to me because that is, you know, somebody who makes tens of millions of dollars, and we'll continue to talk about him in the context of entertainment and pop culture news. And at the end of the day, can, people will continue to be, you know, treated in this way. And, the, you know, the people that are victimizing others will continue to have that. Like, we're just going to turn to mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, there will be something else, whether it's another election, whether it's a crisis somewhere, whether it's another celebrity news story that's crazy and out of control. Like, our attention is going to go away from this issue. Mm-hmm. And there I feel will like be a fatigue. Now, there will be a point where we And stop. I think we're getting there, yeah. honestly, because mm-hmm. in the last few days, as I said, I've heard... More than one very reasoned, well-spoken, thoughtful, rational person say, I think we're getting to the point where think this maybe is going too far, mm-hmm. which is, I can't even begin to talk about why that's so troubling, but, um, cause we just don't have time. But yeah. yes, I think I would rather have people asking the question what we can do instead of when we can stop talking about it. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do right now. We're going to stop talking about it because what we are going to talk about is this. It's a little palate cleanser. When do you decorate for Christmas? Because the holidays are in full swing. 651-641-1071. When do you put up your Christmas decorations? We'd love to hear from you after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Previously on Jason and Alexis. All of a sudden, I hear him go, oh, Auntie Lex, Auntie Lex, Auntie Lex. 
I look over and my dog Pacquiao is slurping up the raw whipped egg out of the bowl on the stool. And the first thing I think, I scream the S word out really loud in front of all of them. So loud. I scared Packy. Yeah, I was like, shout! What was the face of your nephews when you started cussing? I think when, we when your <laughs> mouth was unleashed. Guys, I think we were all just in shock. And then I was like thinking, maybe they didn't hear that. But oh, guys, <laughs> it was reverberating throughout the house. Bringing you everything entertainment. Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on My Talk 1071. The radio home of It's Good, but it's not like Breaking Bad Good. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. When do you put up your Christmas decorations? 651 It's the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071. We're streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. And we're doing everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Is your Christmas tree up yet, Brad? Uh, no. But we don't put up a Christmas tree anymore with the dog. Oh, okay. Do you have any but Christmas tra- did, decorations up? When we do put up the Christmas tr- uh, decorations, we would put them up uh, typically the weekend after Thanksgiving. Okay, so that's my personal that's rule just tradition as anyway. well. That's how we do it because I like to get through one holiday before we get ready for the next holiday. Uh, but my kids are going over to uh, one of their grandparents' house to help decorate for Christmas in the next couple days. And I'm like, oh, you got... and then so then they're going to ask me, like, why don't we have our Christmas stuff up? I because I don't do it that way. So it made me wonder, like, do people still wait till after Thanksgiving? Oh, I'm sure most people do. I, but, you know, there are those people that are super, you know, fanatical about Christmas. And, hey, in the world we live in today, if it I am not going to judge people for putting up Christmas decorate. I mean, if you wanted to put them up like September 1st when the kids go back to school, I'm fine because... <laughs> Christmas decorations make you feel good inside. And do we they need not? feeling. We need good feelings. Yeah, it makes inside. you feel all warm and fuzzy. Let's go to the phones uh, and see what people say. Hi, Kelly. Kelly's on the line. Kelly, when do you put up your Christmas decorations? December 9th. Why December 9th? Because <laughs> it's my son's birthday on the 8th. <laughs> oh, see, oh, so say, you get. Oh, that's kind of isn't interesting. Isn't that also like St. Nicholas Day? <laughs> Is it? That's a good question. So it you is. so you have to get through not only Thanksgiving but then a birthday because I get that you don't want to mix the birthday up with Christmas. Oh, December sixth. Yeah, and our Halloween is our biggest holiday, so I still have to take those down. So you're still Halloweening, <laughs> <laughs> Kelly. Thanks for your call. Have a good day. Okay, so we've got one Saint Nicholas Day, uh, December sixth. Hey, Colleen. Yeah. Do, uh, do you do anything on Saint Nicholas Day? You mean does Saint Nicholas leave stuff in? This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. My kids' shoes? We used to get stockings. We used to get our stockings on St. Nicholas Day, and then you got your presents on Christmas. No. No, I need fewer rules around holidays. I just, you know, I just want to go with the majority and do it that way. Okay. I don't, I, what are you, okay. <laughs> okay. I, I will tell you quickly a story about St. Nicholas Day. Yeah. Um, that's about, not the topic. I, I totally no, derailed us. But. That's okay. About a time that my kids came home and they were, they had an expectation that St. Nicholas was going to come and leave candy in their shoes and let's just say that matt and i my husband and i had not um left instructions for saint nicholas Mm. to do the to finish that to complete that mission and thus saint nicholas was not able to finish that mission and my kids were very disappointed i would be too i mean but get a give us a heads or give the parents a heads up so they can make the arrangements with saint nicholas saint nicholas apparently didn't think you were very worthy of of uh special treats on saint nicholas day as a child were you a naughty child let's go to the phones (laughs) gina's on the phone hi gina when do you put up your christmas decorations we did it two weekends ago really well, we just won't have time. I, w- I have every Saturday and Sunday is gone. Isn't that right, though? Like, you sw- I swear to God, the holidays are stressful because you never have a free weekend. Yep. Exactly. And I have a two-year-old, and I want to put them up, and I think she'll enjoy them. And if I don't do it, like last year, I didn't do it. And then we put it up, like, middle of December, put some lights on it, and called it a day. And I was like, that's, I don't want to do that again. So better so, early than it. late or not at all. Exactly. Okay, Gina. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Let's go to Kelly. Kelly's on the line. Hi, Kelly. When do you put up your uh, your decorations, your Christmas decorations? Hi, guys. Um, we do it the day after Thanksgiving or that weekend because why bother to do all that work and then just enjoy it for a short time? So right. we try to get it done then. And, and we usually have a four-day weekend, so it's it's a good time to get it right, done. Right, you got t- plenty of time. Can I ask you how long you leave them up for? Oh, they come down the day after New Year's. Oh, wow. You're like on a schedule. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I get it. I'm totally the same we way, Kelly. We have left Thank our Christmas you. decorations up until Easter. I'm not even joking. I know. I remember the year that you left your... It was an early Easter, but still, it was Easter. It, yeah, it was Easter. Let's go to Jen. Jen is on the line. Hi, Jen. Hi, guys. When do you put up your Christmas decorations? <laughs> we do the same thing the Friday after Thanksgiving and the Saturday after Thanksgiving. It's all done by Sunday, and so it's up for the whole season. That, thank you for your call, Jen. I always wonder, like, how long how long does it take people to put up there? I should have asked that question, but I'm just realizing it. it how only long takes, does it take you? Like an hour? Oh, God, no. What are you putting up? That the it only same takes stuff every year. You have, like, four things? A tree? We oh decorate God, the, tree, the tree. The tree takes an hour at least. Oh, gosh, no. Because all so five of us do it on... at the same time. I've got five people doing this. And then I got a bunch of Santas and a couple lights and some garland in the stockings. Two hours tops. No, see, we've got like, you know, the soap holders and the potpourri dishes come out and then the special Christmas potpourri. And yeah, it's a process. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. No, you're just doing you. All right. Well, 
I'm going to do me. Oh, geez, you guys, when we come back, it would cost you $6 million to buy everything on this D-Bag's Christmas list. Find out who our D-Bag is next on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. But you are, Blanche. You are in that chair. Entertainment. Once again, we have one D-bag to rule them all, and it will cost you about $6 million to buy something on this D-bag's Christmas list. We're talking about D-bags on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, and uh, here's your D-bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Oh. Hmm. Look at that. Look Our D-bag. Hmm. What's her name, Bradley? Her name is Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. She is the purveyor of uh, a retail outlet known as The Goop. And they've put out their their yearly Goop gift guide. So this is like Oprah's gift guide, like my favorite things on steroids. Mm-hmm. In a, and um, by steroids, I mean LSD <laughs> because it's uh, bat poop crazy. Yeah. Some of the stuff on this dumb list. Okay, so Holly, why don't you tell us um, what kinds of things we can purchase on Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop gift guide for 2017? Well, you can get your very own personal yellow submarine. Yes, that is right. Your very own personal yellow submarine. It comes to us courtesy of a company called Wyco. And this personal submarine is the ultimate toy for yacht owners and offers a unique opportunity to explore the hidden depths of the ocean floor. And it can be yours. For price upon request. Price upon request. request. That means you can't afford it. Also, who needs a yellow submarine? I mean, come on, though. Wouldn't you love a submarine? I kind of like the idea of having my own submarine, especially especially if it's yellow. Oh, my God. And by the way, this would be your own, so you wouldn't have to share. You could go into the ocean alone. I don't even know you guys. Holly, think about it. Introverts unite. Oh, separately in our own yellow submarines. In my own little submarine. Okay, but no, it's totally impractical. Sorry. Also, I'm sorry. Now I'm starting to think about it. What is the interior like? Is it just like, because if it just looks kind of boring on the inside, then I don't want it. But if it's comfortable and like there's maybe a kitchenette or something. It's not like a full on submarine. It's like a personal little like toodle around device. No, not fun. Forget it. Nope. All right. Well, since you're not into this yellow submarine, Colleen, can I interest you in the following? An antique French boat and oars. That's right. Antique boat? (laughs) Yes, an antique French boat with oars. It's hand carved. It's a wood canoe. And it also comes with two oars, three seat posts. And it comes from France. It can be yours, Colleen, for $7,995. It's an old boat. Yeah, no, I can find one of those on Craigslist. What am I going to do with that? No. And And do they only have one? Who found this thing? No, not interested. Bradley, you want the old boat? No, I said it's an old junky boat. Who want like I want a brand new. If I'm going to spend eight thousand dollars on a boat, first of all, there's going to be a motor, not oars. Yeah, you're not going to work for it. It's not going to be previously owned because I ha- I have a feeling 
This antique French boat um, is an antique, meaning you're not going to use it. <laughs> That's right? true. It's just for it's show. Decorative purposes. And where only. do you have in your home to display a decorative boat? I mean, I don't. Right, exactly. I mean, these are people who like decorative Chanel surfboards, might I add. I don't even know what that means. Neither do I. Oh, okay. All right. Well, fine. If you don't want (laughs) to have a decorative canoe in your home, how about something like this? A private island in Belize. Now you're speaking my language. Sotheby's Realty is offering your own private island experience in the country of Belize. It's actually on North Saddle K. It's a fully developed private island. You get the following eight bedrooms, seven full baths, 11,716 square feet of living on four acres. This is my dream. Believe it or not. Yeah. It can all be yours. For six million American I mean, that's, dollars. That's reasonable oh for your gosh. own island. Colleen, you don't want this. I'm looking at it. It is paradise. Why don't I want this? Okay. You oh what a short memory you seem to have. Oh no, I don't want to live I want to visit a private island. I think it would be too much work to own it yeah. forever. My point is you would not be buying a six million dollar island. No, I just want a vacation on it. Yeah. Is this is for purchase? Oh no, 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 no. Nope. I just want somebody I know to purchase it and I'll Six go visit. Six million dollars, you can buy oh, no. your own private island nope, in Belize. Too much work. But I would, if, but one of you buy it, I'll come visit for sure. Hey, look, mm. if I'm buying my own private island, I'm not going to be, be there. My own private. I might this, open up Bradley, a little. This has other like buildings on it. I won't be all up in your grill. I'll be on the opposite side of the island. I mean, it's not that big, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Not that big. Well, since Colleen is such a Debbie Downer, <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and she doesn't want her own private island, Colleen, I think this is a little bit more your speed. Mm. How about, Colleen, would you like from the Goop catalog, a silk toothbrush? Ooh! What? It's a toothbrush in silk with medium <laughs> bristles. It's the right tool, a robust, resistant, and long-lasting toothbrush as elegant as it is efficient. It's from L'Officine Universale Bouli. They've chosen an Italian toothbrush in acetate with soft silk bristles. For those with a preference for... (laughs) Acetate? I'm just saying. Go on. With more strength. (laughs) Their large head hosts many lines of tightly positioned hair that efficiently cleans teeth while pleasantly massaging the gum. Colleen, this silk toothbrush can be yours for just $42. It also or, goes with last year's $120 toothpaste. Or I could just go to the dentist and get the freebie that I get once a year. Also, brushing your teeth is not supposed to be a luxury experience. It's supposed to be utilitarian. You're supposed to do the job and get it done. You also should really be switching out your I was going to say, that that's the biggest reason I would not do this, even if I was disgustingly rich. And I like to pretend that I am on occasion. This is not something I would spend my money on because you just have to buy another one. Although, look, it's only 40 bucks, and for a rich person, that's nothing. So, Meh. I guess I, I don't know. <laughs> All right, you don't know. Well, I do know something from the Goop Holiday Gift Guide that you guys might be interested in. How about a Royal Spa at-home float tank. Oh, yes. It's Tell a, me more. It's a pod for your pad, Bradley. Um, 
What? It's a residential float tank. Get the benefits of flotation therapy in the privacy of your own home with the Royal Spa Residential Float Tank. Floating is a soothing way for you and your family to ease the stress caused by life's daily activities. That's right. Their residential float pod weighs less than a water bed. It will easily fit in an extra bedroom or unused living area. And it's built with seamless construction to eliminate leaks. That's right. Featuring an energy efficient pump and long lasting filters, their residential pod is an economical investment that retains its value. And it can be yours for an economical price of $16,500. Oh my gosh. Okay, so. This reminds me of, I think um, there was one of these on Absolutely Fabulous. Um, she had one of these and she would float around and there was like a dolphin and it was a running joke. But um, did you see this website? If you go to their website, so they have these float tanks, right? Mm-hmm. They also have float rooms. Wow. You can have your own personal floating. It's like a giant aquarium oh, Wow! for people. And it's going to cost you about... Uh, $40,000. Okay, so I have to tell you guys something about those float tanks. I don't, I'm not going to get one, obviously, um, f- for financial reasons. That's a lot of money. But I got a gift certificate to go to one of those spas that has a float tank. Yeah. I'm too scared to go. Why? Because I'm afraid that I'm going to feel claustrophobic and um, the sensory de- deprivation thing is going to like throw me way oh off. God, I love that. You think that that sounds Great. Yeah, just like I'm float terrified. again. I mean, have you noticed a theme here? Alone in the dark in a bubble. Well, yeah, it's just like my happy place. <laughs> I mean, it sounds great, like except for deserted island. Check. I just need bubble. more space. Check. I just need like. I I'm, I think I'm afraid that I'm going to be claustrophobic, that it's going to be dark, that I'm not going to know where the ground is. You know, that I can't lack hear of control. Talking in my ears. That I don't have to look at things. I can just, oh, just imagine. Okay, guess who I'm signing my gift certificate over to, so that he can be calm. Oh, he's there right now. He's in his happy place. Well, that was fun. I, you know, I feel like we started out trying to make fun of Gwyneth Paltrow. Turns out there are a few things on this list I would buy yeah, if I was. If you had the money, rich. the problem is also we're not insanely rich. Did you see the um, chocolate cutter? I don't. That's the one I did not understand. Do you see this? No. The chocolate cutter. Um, it's a work of art that allows you to cut a piece of chocolate. Why? And it's also a price upon request. I why? exactly is my question. Why do I don't you need know. to cut chocolate, or why do you need something special to cut it chocolate? It cuts I just your cut Reese's it with my pieces teeth. in four parts. Why? Are you serious? I mean, it's right there. Yeah, but why would you do that? I don't know. Price upon request. Yeah, no, yeah, I, when it I, says well, I shan't upon, be requesting that. Like, you know when you go into them stores and you look for the price tag and there ain't one? Uh-huh. You leave. know it's too expensive for leave. you. Mm-hmm. Bye. All right. Uh, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, it turns out that something that m- women generally don't like to do is going to make them live longer. Oh, I'm going to tell you what that is after this when we talk about science on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Presented by Great Wolf Lodge. Hey Santa, for the 10th year in a row, all the My Talkers, both hosts and listeners, are being very, very good. No, this isn't a hint to bring us gifts. Working alongside Lori and Julia. <coughs> working alongside local radio legends, Lori and Julia. 
is a true gift for us. But this is a hint to remember the kids spending the holiday season far, far from home, while either they or their brother or sister are in the Twin Cities getting life-saving medical care. So Santa, we're going to spend the next three weeks helping you out, collecting toys for those well-deserving kids. And then on Christmas, you can do your thing and bring some light and joy to families during a dark and stressful time. So here's where we're going to be collecting toys in the next few days. The shop girls kick off things Saturday the 25th at the Gallery in Edina. Then Lori and I will be accepting donations during our live broadcast at Chanhassen Dinner Theater on Tuesday the 28th. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner. L.L.C. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Colleen and I will be at Holiday Bliss in Woodbury on Thursday the 30th. And Donna and Marley will do their show at Popcorn in Minnetonka on Friday, December 1st. In addition to the live Santa Stop broadcast, you could drop off presents during business hours at any Envision or Waxing the City location or at the Chanhassen, the Children's Theater, Bodies by Burgoon, or Great Wolf Lodge. See details and a wish list at mytalk1071.com. Keyword, Santa. The radio home of, can you believe who went home last night? My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Ladies, this thing that we generally don't like is actually going to make us live longer. We're going to talk about that in our science segment Men. on the Colleen and Bradley show <laughs> on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, Bradley, mm. chores can make a woman live longer. Uh,. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I f- forgot that I have to do that thing. Say it again. Uh, 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 okay. Why? Because. <laughs> it's like we've never done know, this I before. Apologize. My apologies. Um, a new study says that for women over the age of 63... Doing chores, light cleaning around your household, will make you live longer. Oh, well, I would imagine all the husbands out there should be clipping this article and sending it to their ladies. I am so irritated by this article. I feel like it was written in 1950. Well, who um, and why? Okay, I mean, what, so what's the real science This is a here? study that was done in the U.S., that says, uh, and it was a study of over 6,000 specifically women ages 63 to 99, um, whose activity then was, uh, was recorded by a sensor that they wore. And they found that, that for women specifically, I mean, I suppose they only studied women. Why didn't they do this study on men? Um, but if these women did lighthouse work, like between th- about 30 minutes of chores, things like doing laundry, folding laundry, sweeping, dusting, uh, washing windows, they had a 12% reduced mortality. So, well, I, cleaning your house is making you live longer. So, I know you took this in a, like, sort of, like, of course, men did the study position, but don't you feel like women always do more chores around the house than men? So, to me, at least you're getting well, the benefit my of house, living longer. <laughs> Right? I mean, okay, I'm going to go ahead and say this at my house. 
the reason I do more chores is not because I'm like better at it. It's because the men in my house don't see things. So, for example, if the bathroom is dirty, they don't really care. Yeah. They don't really I'm just saying that really there's matter. a benefit like you're going to be doing it anyway, so at least you're getting a benefit. Like if it was killing you. No, I want a study that tells me how to get other people to do it. <laughs> I mean, good luck with that. I'd I think happily, it's called a cleaning lady. Okay, but, can I be real? Holly, can you join in on this cuz you're nodding woo! your head vi- viciously over there? Yes. Would you not like I would give up what, 2 years of my life? <laughs> To not have to do this. Yeah, because those N2 might not be very good anyway. Right, exactly. So let's get on with it. Give them up to not have to be the one that cleans my house all the time. I did an experiment. Oh, this will be fun. Go. Because I have a similar one. Yes, I did it in the past few weeks. My experiment was how long can I go without cleaning the bathroom until perhaps my significant other decides that it's too much? Yeah. What was the result of that? I clean the bathroom on Sunday. Yeah. See, that's what that's happens. What, yeah, you just you have that you have to like lean into that though cuz it ain't going to change. I'm just here to tell you the truth. Wow, I don't like that truth. Well, I mean, am I wrong? I mean, I believe that that the men in my life are capable Okay. Of how's that working? Not well. Okay. It drives me insane. Again, and I'm trying to raise. I'm honestly, and I'm not saying that my my husband was not raised properly. That's not what I'm saying. But I am trying to raise my boys to see the messes and know that that it is partially their responsibility because they're among the people who made the messes, yeah. right? So I can tell you. Oh, it just makes me. Crazy. I can tell you, it's not a gender thing. It might be in your case, but overall, it's not because in our house there are two men, mm-hmm. one of which is completely aware of messes, and the other one is not. Mm-hmm. I am not aware. I don't see things mm-hmm. like I have. I have mess blindness. Okay, but th- but I but, don't believe that you really do. I believe that you see the mess. You just don't want to do anything about it, right? I mean, I the way I clean and the way that my partner cleans are two very different things. Like, I see a mess that he doesn't see. Like, my messes are different than the messes that he sees. Mm-hmm. He has very different ideas of about what a mess is. Hmm. Like, he doesn't want to let people in the house if everything, if every bed hasn't been made and every toilet hasn't been wiped down. And I'm not that way. Yeah, and like, as long as there's not something disgusting happening, people are adults. And also, who's going into my bedroom? But it's like a just-in-case scenario. Yeah. No, I get it. I'm just saying that it has more to do with, I think, the like your expectations about what clean is. Okay. So, because I, I did a similar experiment. Not even actually. It turns out it was not at all similar to Holly's. One time, my husband got a pair of shoes. I've told this story I before. I story, yeah. He took the shoes out of the box, and he put the box in the middle of the living room on the floor. And then he put the shoes where his shoes go and left... The box. I said to myself quietly, we are going to see how long that box stays there. So about two and a half weeks later, we were getting ready to have company and that box was still in the same ding dang spot. And I had to make a decision, like a split second decision. I have three options right now. One of them is leave the box there and be embarrassed that there's a shoe box the rest of the house totally clean clean around the shoebox okay 
Or I could tell him to move the shoebox and then he's going to be upset because I nagged. Or I can make a smart-ass remark about the shoebox. What did you do? I made a smart-ass remark. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, I'm just curious, is this a new piece of furniture that we're, and how do I go about using it? Because I just want to know. He goes, did you just want me to move the box? And I'm like, yeah, it's been there for two and a half weeks. And he was like, well, you could have just said something. I'm like, why do I have to say something? Why do you not, when there's a box in the, we had to walk Can I ask you a question though? At the end, I'm doing it. Can I ask you a question though at sure. the end of the day? Who's worried, like who's losing more sleep over the box? Me! Do you think you're, exactly. So I'm saying, you know, like, would it have been easier to just pick up the okay, box? Okay, but to what end? To what end? Because the you box. You tell me. I'm just saying. The box is a symbol for all of the things. Has yes. that behavior changed? No. But do I? This is. Oh gosh, I can't. I've got. I've got literature that I would like for people to read. There was a lovely, lovely piece in Harper's Bazaar. Yes. About emotional. What was it called? Emotional labor. Emotional labor. And I sent it expect, to you. Thank Colleen. you. Yes. And the expectation that it Knowledge is on one person behavior. to do all of the things. I'm just saying. Maybe if you know that you're literally systematically ruining the woman you love oh my God. with i'm just saying i'm because i'm not Maybe alone you need to talk to your did you give your husband this article hell yes i gave it to him and he probably didn't read it okay so again it wasn't happening your blood on a pressure sports field on his television can i ask you a question yes who's got a higher blood pressure right now you or your husband for sure me always me okay that's part of the problem Oh gosh, I got I got to get some stuff out. <laughs> Feel like you just need to take a few deep breaths. Woo! Okay, Maybe well, get one of those bubbles from uh, Goop. I'm gonna go sixteen for a little bit. Uh, listen, when we come back, we've got the Butterball Turkey Lady. So if you've got any questions, you can call us at six five one six four one one zero seven one or email us or tweet us your questions about turkey preparation. We'll be talking turkey after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. Everything. You can breathe. You can blink. You can cry. Hell, you're all gonna be doing that. Entertainment.